Hello, welcome to another episode of Talk Matters. I am your host, Matthew Rook, and alongside me, I, my co-host, Andy Augustine. And Andy likes to put milk in before his cereal. Let's get into it. What? Right, all right, all right. Part two. What's up, Andy? What's happening? Not much, man. Hey, first of all, let me just say I think Sheets should sponsor this because I love their milkshakes and their food. Dude, I'll tell you what, I never had that milkshake before. What, what do we get? The peanut, peanut butter? butter one? Oh, dude, I'll tell you what. Awesome. Whistling doesn't sound that good on a mic. Hmm. So, part two, let's get into it. Part two of episode. One, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, cool. no. Part two of episode three. Oh, right. It's my second episode. Yeah. I should, I should be more clear. Um, After the first episode, I realized Andy never mentioned... <laughs> I can't believe well, I, I, can't. I can't believe you, do, you didn't either. First of all, before we get into that, the beginning song was Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Please don't Which, sue me. Yeah. Lars Ulrich, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, we're both talking to you. <laughs> yeah, so but yeah. Andy... Is a huge Metallica fan, and, and somehow and it did not know make, how. make it into his top ten. Even though they're like, literally, probably my second favorite band ever. It was your first, Pantera. So, all right, well, we just did an episode on that. Yeah, but with that being said, yeah, I mean, you kind of, you know, look at the first three, especially their albums, come out with, dude, <laughs> just better and better. But then you know, pretty much, you know. They you know they do Injustice for All real good, and then they, with no bass, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then you have uh, the Black Album, and yeah, that's, that's it. That's kind of then a Lars Ulrich turns his snare drum off, and the rest is history. <laughs> and then he uh, sees Napster, but that's a whole other <laughs> thing. That's why we uh, brought this up. But uh, but yeah, no, seriously though, I love Metallica. Um, uh, freaking uh, Cliff Burton. One of them is my favorite bass player of all time. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's the best, but definitely, I mean, he pretty much is a musical genius. Of, Wait, did I hear that right? What's that? You said he might not be the best? Well, I think Getty Lee's the best. I think I established that oh. last episode. But uh, I'd put Cliff in the top uh, three for sure, if not the second best. But, um, but who's, yeah. Who's in your top three? Getty <sighs> Lee. Getty Lee. Probably like John Paul Jones is that oh, one? Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, then uh, Cliff. So, but yeah, just innovative and um, yeah, I mean, badass just kills the bass and you know just you know he doesn't overdo his distortion and yeah. he you know he really shows what a good songwriter is. You know, you look at Kill 'Em All and especially Ride the Lightning. He wrote almost every co-wrote or wrote most of those songs. See, now you're hearing Andy nerding out about Metallica, but he forgets to put it on his top 10 i know embarrassing yeah kind of embarrassing but i mean it is what it is um <laughs> i mean i've i mean i have i've read uh kill em all the uh the autobiography of Cliff see Burton. what i mean 
yeah, so I know a thing or two about uh, Metallica, and I hate reading books too. So man, that's just you are tooting your own horn, man. I guess you are. You're you're out there right now. I know I am, but yeah. So Metallica definitely they're my second most influential band, and they're my second favorite band ever. And honestly, the way I play my bass a lot um, is. And I was basically inspired a lot by Cliff. Obviously, I don't try to play exactly like him. I try to play yes, my you own do. style. No, I don't. No, he but, doesn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So Cliff, uh, Cliff's the man in R.I.P. And uh, R.I.P. Yeah. So, all right. Well, part two today I was going to be talking more about Andy and I growing up um, playing in a band in high school. So, want to give For, a little backstory? Yeah, but before I get into that, since we tried to do a podcast the other night and things went really sour and it wasn't it, it was wasn't just, even really working well, actually, it's really embarrassing yeah um, so i the one thing i did i have it on our paper that i wanted to talk about yeah we had the whole podcast is actually two hours long um yeah, uh, but I mean, uh we got it down to an hour so last episode <laughs> we got it down to an hour which is pretty good we cut it in half um and uh yeah and we also i just want to point out too that uh pretty much every episode i think we're gonna have um, the start, we're going to have um, some sort of intro to a song or part of a song and then kind of do that same way to uh, end the, uh, every episode. So we just kind of, we just like to throw in our own songs mm-hmm. that we like from other bands or... or Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm still red hot about this. What's that? Because we, <laughs> we went back to Guitar Center today and that guy was there with that damn Misfits tattoo. <laughs> was it the same guy? <laughs> yes. And I had an issue. So the other day we were sitting down talking. We were trying to do a podcast. And I fired off right in the beginning. And I'm going to fire off again. This dude at Guitar Center is probably our age, maybe a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Has a Misfits tattoo that's halfway up his arm. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> and that's just my opinion. Like, dude, there's no way you like the Misfits that much in this era. And, like, I could be completely wrong. And I could be, I could come off, like, as a jackass or completely arrogant or ignorant right now but just stop <laughs> i mean like band tattoos aren't a good idea in the first place yeah you know it's one of those things i don't have any tattoos neither do i um but i don't know well i don't have any Dude, tattoos the at misfits. all but i you know if i were to get a band i mean I, it'd be one of those but you'd have to make sure that you know what i mean that you would know like yep i'm gonna like this band forever like i, I mean i might have a i could debate on having a pantera tattoo or like a lincoln park tattoo i've thought about before but i don't even know if i would even do that just uh, i mean you don't know it, no, I don't it know. just looks it's, dumb yeah. i'm sorry but just like, tattoos or no just... no no i love tattoos but that one yeah just looked bad yeah like i mean like i said there's only one person that could pull cliff off that Barton. too yeah the tattoo is cliff so but yeah still red hot about that because i saw him <laughs> for the second time and I wonder. If, I wonder if he didn't even have to fill out the application process. He They're like, "Holy his- shit, you got a Misfits tattoo? <laughs> Fucking hired! Come just on, man! Look at dude. my tattoo, dude." Any qualifications? Uh, have you seen my left arm? <laughs> I fucking listen to the Misfits, dude. Sold. You want to own the company? Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you get a Danzig tattooed on your left butt cheek, you can be like a CEO, dude. Done. <laughs> All right. I'm done getting mad about that. All right, so a little backstory. Andy and I got our instruments uh, when we were probably about fourteen. Nah, well, you got yours before me. I got mine. I was fourteen. You okay, got, so maybe got, I was you, thirteen. You had about a year on me. All right, as far so as experience, I was probably about thirteen. Yeah. I was taking like percussion classes, and I was in band and whatever and all that stuff. And 
He was uh, like last chair though. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the <laughs> whole I, I I shit you not. I think there's one person in that row that didn't have ADHD. <laughs> And that wasn't me. Just, just loud instruments <laughs> in front of someone to hit. Dude, we there were we all go. getting in trouble because we just couldn't stand still. <laughs> we were just talking all the time. Uh, um, and then, uh, as Andy tells me, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Anthony, came up to us and said, "Let's start a band." Andy and I went through with it, and he didn't. Yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, um talking to me he's like yeah dude you know i'll be guitar matt will play drums and you can play bass guitar and i was like what in the world is bass guitar i didn't even know there's a difference <laughs> and, you know and, and why bass <laughs> yeah and then so but you know i kind of did some research i'm like oh you know what not that many people play it um and it's cool like it holds down the low end you play with the drums a lot so you just you know keep the tempo of the song and it, i mean it's cool it's different but i mean it's still guitar so it's still cool Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, and especially too, and we talked about Lincoln Park last episode, but you know, Lincoln Park was another huge reason that I wanted to get into bass. So um, just you know, listening to Lincoln Park really inspired me to basically want to be in a band. And then Matt and I talked about it, and and I gotta be honest, I didn't actually think that we'd be able to get off the ground at all, let alone being able to play as many shows and get as much experience as we did so right. i mean like yeah you know we, also gravity what <laughs> that's a terrible joke uh no because you said we wouldn't be able to get off the ground that that's all right yeah moving on yeah shut up man but yeah i know i just it was such a cool um cool experience and i would say it's like a dream come true because it kind of was you know to yeah, be able to go out bit. um yeah, to really go out and play and play in front of people and to start to get a following. And, you know, fortunately, it, you know, it came to an end um, as far as, you know, that band. and um, But it was a lot of fun. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss playing out and yeah. and doing recording and stuff. Like even this, even just doing this type of podcast stuff really kind of gets me like itching to go play out again. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, th- I mean... We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun creating songs. We had a lot of fun. I think the best thing we did, we took the route we took, was to start off by playing cover songs to, yeah, to get ourselves into a rhythm of how we play, and yeah, so everyone can get a feel of how they play. So, I think the original songs that we wrote just came naturally. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's a good point too. And I think also, you know, it gets you to gel as a band. Yep. And not only that, well, especially just, you and I, because you know, bass and uh, oh yeah, drums. absolutely. Um, but not only that. Um, so but, then we became more in sync because you yeah. Know. Well, and you know what? It helped with kind of learning how to play the instrument as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, you have to learn the song. Well, and there's certain techniques you have to do for the drums or for the guitar for the bass that you have to learn a certain like you know um movements with your hands on the fretboard that you have to learn how to do in order to hit certain notes and so it really kind of gets you to learn techniques and timing and all that sort of thing so um i mean music theory i think you and i talked about this Uh, (laughs) i'm bad at that yeah i mean a lot of people talk about music theory and it's a very good skill to have um but i think in order to learn tempo and you know a lot of people are visual learners and i'm a definite definite uh visual learner but i just music theory just didn't do it for me 
Um, yeah, me I, either, I did man. the best I could with it, but when it came down to it, I wasn't learning that much, and I wasn't really retaining the music theory, and I feel like I wasn't learning any techniques, so that's when I kind of took it upon myself to look at my, my bass guitar teacher and look at him in the eye and say, listen, this is boring. I'm not learning anything. I feel like I know nothing more than what I did when I started, and I, right. you know, I had been learning that for months, and I was like, I, I pulled out some bass tabs. I said, I want to learn this song. And I had a book, and the very first song I learned was "Money" by Pink Floyd, on the bass. Boom. Bam, bam. Yeah, and um, that technique, um, there's a technique that you have to do, and for the main riff of that song, and uh, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but uh, my bass teacher looked at me and he said, uh, that technique that uh, I just taught you, you learned it in about a week, and it took me about eight years to be able to get that technique, and you learned it in one week. I wish I had like a <laughs> pre-recorded like. Congratulations, horn or something. Yeah, I know. Pretty like a little. Yeah, but no, but but I because the technique to me is important, if not more important than music theory. Dude, I, my uh, drum instructor I learning had was and learning how to play it. My drum instructor I had was always stoned. Oh really? So yeah, yeah. No, seriously, I went through like two or two two drum instructors. One, his name was Henry. I remember, remember I'm, Henry. Yeah. Yeah, I've he was I've, really good. Yeah, and Matt and I actually went to the same place to yeah. get lessons. Yeah, he was really good. Um, he was always so bored, though. So then I got this other one who was over ecstatic. I mean, like, this dude's like, dude, I tap dance before every show. And I'm like, why? He goes, to get my feet moving, man. I do so much better double bass. And I'm like, I'm not tap dancing. Let <laughs> <laughs> um, me brought tap dance shoes to you and like, all right, let's start going. Well, you, would, like seriously, what would you do? I, <laughs> I'd be like, dude, I want lessons you, from you. You, you wouldn't put a tutu on, and you wouldn't do that. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You do that? No, no, but tap shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> the uh, that dude was always high too. Which I mean, drummers, I guess, just do that. I guess I don't know. Anyways, the main way the main way I learned was just I literally sat there. Listen to music all day. Just listen to how these guys drummed and yeah. how they played, and that's how I learned. Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy because, like, I learned almost the entire Master of Puppets album not by looking at music theory, not even necessarily tabs. I use a little bit of tabs just to um, kind of like reference to, but I yeah. learned it by ear, dude. I think learning by ear is so much easier and oh, so much definitely. better and so much faster than by. By music theory, because you're going up there, you're like, all right, what note is this? Yeah, instead of I'll being tell like this, I'll five on the E string, instead of being like, oh, it's A, it's like, dude, I'll, I'll tell you this. I brought in Nevermind, Nirvana's Nevermind CD, yeah, to one of my drum lessons. I said, I want to learn the way to play. It's gonna sound lame. It smells like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been practicing it, I've been playing it, but I don't feel like I'm doing it right. So I play the song, you know, the dun 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 yeah. dun dun dun, like where he's yeah. actually playing the hi hat. Yeah. My drum instructor said, well, he's playing the crash cymbal and he's just tapping his foot with the hi-hat. And I was like, no, he's not. Because, first of all, there's no crash cymbal. You don't hear a crash cymbal. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, how how am I paying you? <laughs> Come on, so, so you as a student, what you're saying is you actually basically were like, no, he's we not. Sat, like- we sat there for five minutes going back and forth. And then finally he was like, dude, you're right. He's playing the hi-hat. I'm like, I know. Dude, you can pull anyone in off the street. Well, and then like show him what a hi hat sounds like, and then play that song, mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, he's playing the hi hat. It's just open." Yeah, 
and you know this dude's telling me I have to stomp my foot on the hi hat to make it sound like that. I'm like, yeah, how, dude, how high are you today? <laughs> <laughs> Not on the hi hat. <laughs> hey, damn it, Andy. <laughs> I like I was gonna laugh at you, but then I realized you really tried to make a joke there. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it. I know. I, yeah. No, and I mean, Matt and I, we don't like to toot our own horns about that. But it's just there's certain things that we noticed that helped us become successful in our instruments and how to play that we noticed that some, you know, and you know, and you could do it your own way. But we just, the way that we, we learned was basically by seeing it and hearing it rather than reading it on a piece of paper. Yeah. So. So, yeah. so, yeah, so then we started a band. Um do I get into it or no? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, we got some lame ducks that were in at first. Uh, yeah. I'm never going to name any names, but no. uh, we had people that pretty much um, refused to learn stuff. I mean, you know, they were all Jesus like, Christ, we were asking them to learn ACDC songs. I mean, shit, I could have learned them. <laughs> yeah. We did learn them at our instruments. I'm talking about their instruments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we would we would learn these instruments. We're like, all right, guys, and it, it was back before we, you know, it was before we were even old enough to even have jobs. You know, we're yeah. fifteen. So there's like years plenty. Old. There's all this time in and the world. Yeah, so we had all this extra t- downtime after school. We weren't really doing anything outside of school at the time. So really, all we had to do was go home, pick up your instrument, and learn it. Learn the part, and we weren't asking, like you know, we weren't like, all right, uh, Matt, you gotta learn uh, all of Y Y Z, you know. Holy shit, no. Yeah, no, we were saying, all right, man, you know, just go learn. Um, you shook me all night long by CDC. Go learn smells like all Teen right. Spirit. Yeah. Everyone else would learn it in the band, except for this one person or this other person. Yeah. So I think, not to go too far off topic because it still applies, but that right there showed me like. Not only is this fun, like being in a band's fun, but there's also like that business side and there's a bit of a serious side. Like, Oh, absolutely. Even we, at 15 we, years old, 16, dude, we we're had, kicking people out. We had they were to, our close we, friends. We had, yeah, we had to make that decision to <laughs> yeah. kick them out. And that's not easy. We were mature about it. Yeah. I mean. Unlike it, getting a text at like six at night saying that you got kicked out, you know. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy is we would, we would, you know try to talk to talk i mean even though we weren't dude, face no. to face you know a lot of it was we would still call them and be like listen dude it's not working out and they wouldn't handle it maturely they really didn't here's the thing we gave an unlimited amount of opportunities and oh, chances yeah, absolutely and finally we had just had it you know and you're trying to you and i had started that band yeah and so then, we had it we we were just done with it yeah and you know we tried to really we took it serious and we tried to get it started and it's like they were holding us back and luckily it was in the early stages so it didn't really affect us yeah we weren't too far along but we knew but that there still, was we knew we weren't going to get really anywhere with what we had yeah and i mean and these guys and i think a lot of the problem was too a lot of these guys they didn't want to play those songs so they were like they weren't putting any effort into the song cuz they're just like oh i don't like this song or i don't want to play this song and it's like dude everyone else is with the program mm-hmm. and you're not Right. So you're the odd man. But then, but then, you know, we got blessed with Carl. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I will mention Carl because I have nothing bad to say about him. No, Carl's a good guy. He really is. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the three, the three of us pretty much made it to where we could make it, and yeah. 
you know, unfortunately it fell apart when we were seniors in high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, we started that band in sixth grade. So, I mean, <laughs> for six really? years. Yeah. Six years we started it. Wow. Um, I mean, cause it took us a good year, year and a half to actually get the band assembled for us to start playing. And, yeah, and you know, some, I was, I was taking some... bass lessons as we were doing this band. So I was starting from ground zero and yeah. I feel like I was getting a better experience playing with you guys than what I was actually taking the lessons, which is why I eventually just was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with these lessons. Right. So, but yeah, so, but yeah, so pretty much from there, you know, went through a couple of guitarists, yep. um, semi finally landed on Carl. Well, we had Carl with all the other <clears throat> members that we did yes. kick out. Um, but, uh, Carl was the only one that, uh, that hung in there. He, he learned the songs. Cause he wanted to play. He wanted to play out and he actually put the effort in and, he, you know, and it, I mean, it worked and we all got together, we all gelled and we all played solid and we went out there on stage and, you know, we were confident in each other. You know, we didn't okay. have to worry like, hey, you know, you're going to mess up this part or you're not going to learn this part. So, you know. Definitely. But yeah, being in a band, is, it's, it's like, it's like being in a business family because yeah, they make tough decisions sure. and, but it's like, you know, these people are still your really good close friends. So, Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, eventually, you know, we we played at the talent show when we were freshmen in high school. So I mean, it took us <laughs> it took us three years Dude. from when we started to get to do our first show. What's funny about so. that is I played those songs so fast. I was so nervous. Like I played "Smells Like Teen Spirit" really fast, and then "Highway to Hell" really fast. We played those. We covered those two songs. That's what we did. Yeah. Dude, I remember how nervous I was when we went out there. And actually, I look back on it, I'm like, I should have been way more nervous than what I was. And I was already nervous. Why? Did you just I, feel unprepared? No, no. I felt very prepared. It's just going back, I just, I don't know. Like, I look back, and if that would have been, say, I'd never played out before, like now, I know I'd have been 10 times more nervous. I just don't think, I just kind of grasped the situation. And, I mean, it wasn't really in front of anyone special, but just to be able to go out and that's another huge thing is you can't be afraid of crowds and you can't be afraid to go out and put yourself out there in front of a lot of people. Well, that's what we did. We'd always like before we play a show, not that show, but mm -hmm. after that, we would always play off of other bands that played before us energy because I remember a lot of times I would tell you guys, hey, let's let's use this energy that they don't have and let's go out there and just yeah, and use it, our adrenaline to our yeah, advantage. And that is one thing that I think we really we're good at was we went out there and we really had a lot of energy which i think made a lot of people like us on top of our sound but yeah. they saw that we were really into you know just being up there and playing yeah. so god, shout out allergy season part <laughs> two god um yeah so then um you know this was when myspace was huge and yeah, yeah so when that was like social page. media was just myspace yeah no twitter no facebook <laughs> right. no instagram so i spent a lot of time a lot of hours uh researching these these people who were promoting and booking shows and i finally came across one guy and i was so pumped because i was like dude sweet i'm gonna call the guys and we're gonna set this show up blah 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 yeah <laughs> Little did I know, this show is in Geneva, Ohio. <laughs> Which, if anyone knows where that is, that's, what, at least an hour from the Cleveland area? I got so pumped, I called my parents to tell them, they're like, do you know where that is? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 isn't it like in Cleveland? They're like, no, it's way far away, in the middle of nowhere. I was like, oh. 
dang and we had to sell tickets which no one wanted no one yeah. really that was like our first play we didn't, out we didn't have like, like that much of many followers so no, no one was gonna was, buy tickets that was our second show we ever played in front of everybody and it was our first playing out not yeah not in school yeah so um i was still pretty nervous um, but just going there and playing at a place that Jimi Hendrix played at, yeah. that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, our sound guy was great, and that was when we played pretty much all covers, I think. I think we, yeah. We had one original. I think we had one original. We had one original. We played that. That was a weird song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we played the song and just. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. People were really into it, and I was just. I don't think we were first. We were like second or third. Yeah, yeah, we were second or third. Well, I don't think of, we we never weird. really over opened that. I think about it. We we're always like either second or in the middle. That's true. We were never first, which that is kind of pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I remember sitting there waiting for the first or second band to get off or finish their set, and I was like, I wasn't starting to panic, but I was having like a little bit of anxiety because I was watching their drummer. And uh, their drummer kept clutching his chest every every <laughs> like other beat. And I'm like, this dude is gonna fucking die. This dude's gonna have a heart. This is a big a dude. He was a big dude on the stage. He was. He was kind of a bigger dude. And I was yeah. like, oh my god. And like, kept clenching himself. I'm like, I think oh, I remember I'm, you like, dude, look at that guy up there. And I'm like, yeah. yeah I'm, like, I'm like, that's kind of weird. I'm like, someone should have 911 on standby. Like, <laughs> you know, rock out, play Freebird last, and then get to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, be clenching his. Chat. It'll be like the guy from Def Leppard, except it, it was it was except a, it'll be grabbing his <laughs> grabbing his heart with one arm and uh, then drumming with the other arm. What I was what, like, too it, was, soon? it was a, it was a, is that what that look was too soon? No, I was trying to get where you're going with that. Um, it was a two person band too, so like the guitarist was. Singing. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the guy who was playing guitar, he was that. singing too, and he just like kept looking back at him like, "Why aren't you playing?" <laughs> this guy's like sweating profusely. I don't know what happened to that dude, but. R.I.P. If he, I mean, hey, <laughs> you never you know, know. We've been doing a lot of R.I.P.s to musicians. <laughs> I'm not sure of the destiny of this guy, but yeah. But I just remember, man, that Cove show was great. Um, I would, I would have to say that was a great experience. Our sound guy was really, really cool. Yeah, I just remember we played um, uh, one step closer by uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, that was one and, of our favorites. Yeah, and uh, which actually I didn't, I didn't actually play guitar and actually just sang that because it's. For some reason, that song at the time, I just couldn't play my bass and sing it at once. Like I could only just do one or the other, so I didn't mm-hmm. obviously having to sing it. So, but I just remember like he mixed my voice when I was singing the song, and it sounded just like from the actual, like not like necessarily my yeah, voice, like, like Andy's like Chester just, Bennington. Yeah, Bennington, not Benning. Whatever yeah, I remember what, what I was saying. Whatever you said in the last the episode, last episode was way off. Me. I was like Benning, what's his nuts, whatever. But um. Yeah. Have some respect. <laughs> but, uh. R E S B S B S B P S. No, but, like, it's just cool how he mixed mixed my voice and our instruments. It was, it was solid. Yeah. I mean, and. and then, I mean, we, we pretty much had no crowd there. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It was pretty it much was, like it was us like, it was just and the bartenders little... and, our, and, like, our, our parents. Like, that was pretty much it. And people were, like, totally into it, and I didn't understand. Well, you know, I think they'd be more people than that, just when all their bands were there and all that shit, so. That's true. Um, it was weird though. Like, 
Looking back, it was I don't weird, know right? how he fit onto that bill. I really don't, because there were some weird dudes that played after us. <laughs> Do you remember what one of the band names was? <laughs> I'm afraid. No. A $40 one? Yeah, I, I still don't know. A $40. There was a band name that I swear to God was on our bill with us. We didn't watch them play, but their band name was $40 Boner. Do you remember that? Oh, good God. <laughs> No, I don't, like, I don't remember that. Yes, you do. No, man, I don't. I, man, it's funny because I was searching through some of my paperwork under my bed that I had stored from school. Oh, my God. Did you find like a flyer? And it I said, found a flyer. That's said disgusting. $40 boner. That's and I, and I started immediately laughing because I remember that. Because <laughs> I remember you were like, dude, what is that? <laughs> oh, good God. But yeah, so the then co-, co was awesome. We went, what, where did we go from there? Uh, we had... I think our next show was at the Hi-Fi, which was... Which is now the Foundry. Yeah. Um, but Lakewood, we played We played Lakewood at the Hi-Fi twice. That was the first time. That time was all right. Um, the second time, you know, wait, wait, wait. Big shout out to Back For More. They're not a band <laughs> yeah. any, anymore just like us. But, like, they brought in their crowd. We brought in our crowd. And we, we packed that place in. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That was probably, like, as far as actual, like, per, like, room standards. Yeah. That was probably the most crowded venue we ever played at granted that place isn't huge but dude, I'll but take but that, huh? it was packed yeah dude i yeah i'll tell you what man that was one of my favorite the second time we played the hi-fi foundry whatever that's always gonna be the hi-fi to me <laughs> it's uh all right it's the hi-fi um but Ooh. uh yeah i'll tell you what we had the one band back from more which at the time was they were out of um the city next to us berea and uh, berea and columbia station yeah and which were both right touching our city right, so inappropriate um that's weird yeah but uh no they were uh they were together um in their band and they were actually really pretty big they're probably the biggest band probably like, out of like the high school bands at the time yeah they got signed and stuff yeah they had like a sign but you know they uh we had a band play before us or two they actually think we had two because i remember we came in and there were two bands that played and then we were third and, and then, then they were back fourth. for more headline mm-hmm. and um i'll tell you what because we i remember we Spoke with uh, that the uh, the lady that set Jen. up the yeah we said I don't know I remember her name yeah but we set up uh, that and I remember we got paid for that too yeah, pretty we got fifty bucks dude so we got paid fifty dollars each, each one of yeah nice but I just remember sitting pretty baby yeah I just remember we uh, we opened open for them but we had two other bands under us and I just remember we killed it dude and we had we had so, there were so many just people there it was yeah it was awesome dude there were people that wanted us to jump in the crowd and stuff and like do you remember that no yeah they're yelling at me and carl to like jump in there and like they want to like carry us and stuff granted i'm in the back playing drums. true i don't true. you didn't hear that though but yeah know, it was that, pretty cool there's that big speaker that's next to my ear so i'm probably not hearing much uh-huh. yeah um but i remember jen approached me after after that show um you know i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure she said something about like keeping tabs on us or like or something like that about like future stuff future collaborations and all that yeah, stuff you know what made me mad though is i i asked her if she could like set us up a tour or something and she sent me back this like and this was right around when we kind of disabandoned yeah and she was like send me this really nasty like email it was like Whoa. yeah it was like um like I can't do do that because that's illegal. It was something really stupid, okay. and I was like, "Well, okay, I didn't know, you know." Right. 
And I just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way, I guess, just how her, because I don't know, because I was like, I didn't know, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. But yeah, That's I weird. mean, the hi-fi was great, good show, the sound was great. Um, I just remember, man, the one bass I had at the time was a five-string Ibanez, and it sounded cool, but that thing would, for some reason, and it had active pickups, which would usually give you more power, mm-hmm. and I had a brand new battery in there, a 9-volt in there, and that guitar just was so quiet. I turned it all the way up, and I had to turn all my crap up, and then, it would, and then when it got cold, even if it got like, if it got like pretty much oh, like 40 this. degrees in the room, that thing would just untune. It would just automatically yeah. just untune, and nothing I could do about it. Even if I tuned it back up, no matter how old the strings were, brand new, old, whatever, still. And I just remember playing Mud Shovel, and I got all out of tune, and, and it just sounded like crap. And that was the first time we played that, uh, the hi-fi. I want to say this. like I know we've talked about this before. You and I have separately, but I liked playing Mud Shovel, but then we also had that one song that was our own that like could almost kind of sound like Mud Shovel. What's that? I don't remember what it was called. No. The bass line was almost similar. It's like it, it felt like I played Mud Shovel twice <laughs> at this show. But, Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. But dude, I gotta, I gotta say, um, I, and I don't care that we went second at the high school rock off, and uh, yeah, um, that that's an experience I'll never forget. Yeah, and I kind of look back. I agree. Um, I kind of also look back if we would have. I feel like we were at times we were kind of timid by about promoting ourselves. Like we can't really. Like, I just feel like we didn't really. Because I remember we had right before we had that show. Because that show was like the peak for the most part. Um, yeah. Shout out to the weather being shitty. We, none of our. Yeah. Uh, like none of our. I mean, we sold all the tickets, um, but like probably. 50% of our friends didn't show up. Yeah, the roads the were, were terrible. terrible. They should have just canceled it that whole day. Yeah, it was beginning of middle of January. Yeah, that um, was awful. But we, I barely, just, we barely made it there. Yeah. Um, but I just remember um, how awesome that show was. But then I just, we just, I just, I just feel like we didn't promote the way that we should have. I feel like we could have done better. I know we had, because we actually had a battle of the bands. I think it was. I think it was like right before Christmas break at what, the time. Peabody's? No, when we had when we played um, in front of the high school, we had the battle of the bands okay, at the high school. Yeah. And I remember we got second. Remember that we got second out of like ten bands. Yeah. So, but yeah, I remember we were, we kind of advertised then because we were like, yeah, you know, in a couple weeks we're gonna be playing, you know, at the House of Blues, da da da. Um, also, just to jump in, that real was quick. it. Also, to jump in real quick. I'm not, because like obviously bands way before us had to promote in their own way, but it was still around the era where it was still a little bit harder to promote. Like right now, I could go on four different social media websites and that's also very true. Promote. We had MySpace. Well, <laughs> but, I think but, that was right but, the beginning of Facebook, but, but no here's, one really had it. Yeah, but at here's the, time. The, here's the thing: other bands or other people could be listening, going, "We had to do it the old-fashioned way." Well, yeah, I get that. We could have done it too, but we I think we heavily relied on MySpace and promoting during some shows yeah we now that i think about it we didn't really promote for other shows and i remember too i, I think we could have played out a lot more and i think that that because we only played once every month once every two months mm-hmm. and i think that kind of also kind of affected like our following i guess so i don't know maybe um but yeah i mean that was that was that was probably the show we played the best at by which one far 
Um, House, of, House Blues? of Blues. Everything yeah. was crisp, perfect. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't find a flaw in <laughs> right. in anyone's playing. Um, I just remember Carla to use one of my distortion pedals because they wouldn't. I remember they wouldn't let us use our own equipment except for our guitars, and I think that was it. Our guitars. Oh, and if we had pedals, but Carl had his pet pedal specifically made for his amp. So yeah, I brought he, my double bass pedal. Yeah, and I think I just brought. I brought. I think I brought my sticks too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I also enjoyed that Peabody show. Oh yeah, that, that was, was fun. right. That was. Um, that was another like a. That was about a month before that. Stuff. Yeah, we got what second out of like eight. Yeah, bands and I remember. Or 10 I remember being really nervous because like the first round they didn't even mention us. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think and so. And then like they're like, oh, and the finalists are, and we got mentioned. I was like, yeah. oh, wow, okay. Wait, I thought they just forgot. We should have won, and they because I remember they did it by crowd noise, but we yeah. had we should have won that. Yeah. Because we had the loudest crowd noise, we had the we most did. crowd noise, and there was the other band because one 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 loud dude was like for like the first band or like the <laughs> band that won. I'm like, get out of here, dude. I just remember Brett was starting a mosh pit with David and like throwing David around the whole time. <laughs> And the song wasn't even that heavy. I don't remember yeah. what we were playing, but I just remember seeing David going flying in the audience. Yeah, and dude. I look over and it's Brett like pushing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. It is what yeah, it is. Right. But, um, it was cool. I mean, I it was, it was high school. That was like the best part of high school, like my junior year, just because of like all the shows we played for sure. Yeah. And like, I didn't even really like high school, but that was, <laughs> that was, um, that was awesome. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what? I mean, what would you say was your favorite show? My favorite show. Yeah, because I said, you know, I said my high five second time with back for more and just tearing it up and blowing shit up. My favorite show that I played with us. It's gotta. It's gotta be the top. I'll give you two. The high five second time, because I have not. At that point, I, I had not played in front of a crowd like that gave such a good response like that. And oh. was, I mean, like we had back from more fans that were pumped, and that, like everyone yeah. was just into it, and vice versa with back from more up and our fans, you know, mm-hmm. people who were there for us were into it. Uh, and then House of Blues because I don't know any other time in my life that I'll be on that stage. Like, and I was we were on that stage at what seventeen? Yeah, seventeen years old. And now no, not even sixteen. Now that every time I get to go to the House of Blues, I go I got to play on that stage. Yeah, I got to play up there. People are like, Wait, why you tell people that? They're like, No, like no, seriously. Yeah. I have a picture of me up there with my uh with my bass and I'm right in front of the mic and your T bird. Hell yeah. So I mean So those are my two. Um I'd have to agree. I just I, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say the high fight just because of how much fun I had. But yeah. The first time we went to Geneva, that was fun. But I wouldn't say it's up there. I'm just saying it was a lot of fun. The sec the second time we went to Geneva, I wish that day would never exist. <laughs> Agreed. That show stunk. Dude <laughs> I think that might have been the worst just show. I mean, even our first show when we were mega mega nervous when we played those yeah. songs kind of fast and like my my cable on my amp came unplugged at the first show that was even better than the cove yeah the second time for sure dude i just that whole day started out bad i just remember i had a bad feeling it was crazy because i had the worst feeling about my amp just taking a crap on me and i had only got that amp. i've only had the amp at the time for i don't know maybe 
let's see, that would have been maybe like a year, maybe slightly over a year. And um, yeah. it just ended up, just the head part of it just ended up just taking a crap. And it was funny because, like, when I woke up that morning, I'm like, I have a feeling my base amp's going to break today. And I don't know what, I don't, I can't tell you how I knew that was, like, I just had a foreshadow that it was going to happen, that I just saw into the future, I knew it was going to happen, and sure enough, it did. And uh, I just remember we were scrambling around, like, crap, I need a bass amp, I need a bass amp. Dude, that day was so hectic. Um, And so then luckily, um, our uh, our buddy Dave, he, uh, of course, being like the mega musician, had, had an amp for us laying around. Yeah, shout out Dave Deakey. De- Dave Deakey. AKA Zig, AKA the nicest dude you'll ever meet. Yeah. But yeah, he let me borrow uh, this little like Behringer 50 watt amp, um, uh, which was great. Uh, the only thing was, I just, I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't know how it was in a sound. I needed my overdrive on it, which this amp didn't have the type of overdrive sound that, you know, that I was used to having. And so I was pretty much all flustered because of that. And then we went to the show, and that was the first time we showcased the glory. We had to go all the way back out to Geneva. We had to go all the way back out to Geneva, again, with almost no no one there. Um, and just, it was horrible. Um, the weather sucked. I remember that. Um, yeah, it was pretty, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It was really <laughs> snowy. It was like January Guess what else I remember from that show? What's that? All right, so my best friend, Brett, Came to that show, and he did his homework. <laughs> oh, Dude, I yeah, remember yeah, that. He 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 uh, came along with me in the car, and we get to the show. And I really wanted him to see our band live. And uh, yeah, it was so bad. Like I don't blame him. I probably would have done my homework too. Yeah, uh, I remember we showcased the glory for the first time, which was that's my favorite still song. one of my favorite songs that we that, that we that was my collectively wrote. wrote. Um, but I just remember I messed up the one bass part in it just real bad. And I just remember, too, like the one band, I think they were right after us. They sounded kind of like um, Weezer, right? Like they'd have been like yeah, Weezer's yeah. like twin, right? right? And uh, they like played a Weezer song. Of and course. I just remember, and like everybody like loved them. Like everyone kind of just shoo shooed us off because we did. We, we had a bad show. Dude, yeah, there's no way of getting around it. Like I would have shooed us off, too. Yeah. And it was just like. We can't, we can't play, we can't play like that again. And I just remember yeah, we never just, did after that. No, and the funny thing we got, you know, that was just like a down. That was a wake up call. We're like, all right, let's stop yeah. messing around. I still don't even know what went wrong. Like know, we man. all were off. We're all off. Um, I was off because of my whole, my whole yeah. base. Dude, but <sighs> to to go here, I got to give that kid from yeah. that Weezer cover band credit. They sound just we like, sounded. Like bad yeah but that kid was he could have been lying i don't know yeah that dude was super positive and super nice to us afterwards yeah i remember that he was he was very nice yeah now it could have been a facade i have no idea yeah it could have been a but that dude was so nice to us yeah then i hear what's with this homie (laughs) this is my girl and i was like all right, man. Don't ever come up to me ever again. I do. I just remember like other like other bands that were there, like up there, like giving them high fives and like, dude, that was so good. And like everyone's just kind of looking at us, like not even looking at us, like ignoring yeah, I us. Know. And I was like, oh. Once yeah. again, I don't blame them. Yeah, I would have done. No, the you're same. right. That was a good wake up call because I think after that is when we had either I think we had the battle of the bands when we tore it up. 
Or no, no, we didn't have the Battle no, of the Bands. No. I think actually the House of Blues might have been our next show. Or we had the High oh, Fight in bet- or the High Fight in between there. I can't remember. Yeah, timeline's kind of Yeah, it just kinda kinda comes all together, but yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I just remember it kind of did suck though, kind of trying to find those bands. I feel like we really earned the bands, the uh, the shows. Um, I feel like we really had to scrounge for shows. Uh, so. I think later on it became more of a challenge, but early in the beginning, I think we 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 were doing it pretty frequently. We were finding stuff pretty fast. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. It just it kind of got frustrating, and I just you know it's crazy though. Last show we played though, the rock bar though. I'll tell you what. I hated that show. You know what though, man? We play we played so good. I know. We played so good. Like even like, you know, just speaking with just people about it, you know, we uh that was as far as like collectively cuz remember we we showcased a new song at that point um which um Carl and I wrote. Um, which one? I can't think of it, bro. But it was all down tuned. I remember we played we played in a really low tuning. It was even for us. Um I don't know. Um, I don't remember it. Um, I could, I remember I could play. I could probably play some of it. Um, but I just remember, you know, it was just a bad show, and pretty much after that, it was unfortunately. I remember we did try to make, have the comeback, though. We did try to have the comeback when, when we recorded at Lava because we ended up Dude, doing Lava. But right. That was like that was so much later. That was a lot later. That was like six months, seven months later. Here's the thing about that recording. Which, by the way, was awesome. I I had a good okay, time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The recording was great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but dude, I don't know about you, but you, I got this vibe that we were just like, let's just get this done, and we'll probably never see each other again. Or like, I, I it, it never, it didn't feel and, good. No, there, and, I didn't feel like we were all clicking. We weren't. There weren't like arguments or anything. I just, you could just feel the, the vibe. Ten- you could feel the tension. You really and, could. And there wasn't really that much tension, but there no, was just I felt this, tension. There was just this vibe that like. We didn't want to be didn't there. Wa- no one wanted to be there anymore. Well, it's funny because I remember we recorded all night. Remember that? Dude, we did a graveyard shift. We, yeah, we did. We pulled like a third shift and we recorded all night. We went from, I think it was like, shit, I think it was like 8 to 8, dude. Yeah, it was something 8 like to that. 8. We did 12 straight hours. Yeah. Um, we recorded in there. I was getting fucking mad. Yeah, dude, it was a, it was a cool place, though. It, it it, no, dude, it was awesome, but I was beating the hell out of my drums. I remember guy, that. The guy you kept were going, too. He kept going, hit it harder. I like threw my sticks across the room because I was like, "Dude, I'm hitting it as hard as I can." <laughs> yeah. I don't know what more you want. From- you have the mics. You have the recording you equipment. To turn it up, dude. Yeah. I don't know why he was doing that. It was making me mad. He's oh. a good producer. Yeah. Not gonna mention him because we're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name. But I do. I don't even think I don't even think they're lava recording anymore. Really? I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's what they're called anymore. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a good experience. I had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it was cool just to record the vocals and do all that. Just really, really cool stuff. So, but yeah, we get to experience a lot of stuff that, that like people that are in bands only really get to dream about. Um, which yeah. is cool. Like I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I mean, we got to play it. I mean, the Cove was, it is what it was. Yeah. It was a good learning but, like, experience. So yeah. both, both of them, Even the first but, one and the second one. But to to think of how many people have played there before, mm-hmm. like legends. Yeah, well, even even Peabody's R.I.P. Peabody's. Oh yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh my God, R.I.P. Peabody's. Jesus, right. man. Two P's. Yeah. Pee pee. Gross. 
Uh, <laughs> RIP that place with the no doors in the stalls because everyone was doing drugs in the stalls. Is that what it was? That's, that place was that's, disgusting. That's but what I heard. I'll tell you what, though. That place. Look where it was, though. Who's not doing drugs in the bathroom? Yeah, well, that's... Me, this, obviously, I was not yeah, doing drugs in the bathroom. I wasn't not doing drugs at all. But, um, I mean, that being said, now it's it's CSU now, so... It's part of CSU? Yeah, it's part... That's where they knocked it down. But, yeah, I just remember all the, all the famous bands played there. I mean, I think Pearl Jam played there. I think... I'm pretty sure Metallica did, Korn I, did. Yeah. They all played at, at Peabody's. All, like, all of these, these bands that... You know, we look up to, and yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool. You know, I, um, I don't know, it's a cool experience. Yeah, you get to do a um, lot of cool stuff. But I, you know, one of the coolest things I forgot to mention this before we went on. I think we were just hanging out at the House of Blues. It was like hours before loading, or like after. Oh, and we got to sign our name on the wall with like all the bands that have been there. Before. Yeah, we got to remember, remember who we signed by. I think it was Metallica. Slayer. Was it? Yeah. That's sick, yeah, we dude. Si- I totally yeah, back, forgot that. Yeah, I know most people, and I, like I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna sound like so arrogant when I say this, but <laughs> most people haven't been back behind the actual House of Blues stage, back where all the bands have their like their own, they're basically their dressing rooms where we got to hang out at. Yeah, dude, we got to see the green room. That was cool. Yeah, it's called the green room, and. uh Basically, Slayer had this big, huge sticker that they put up on the wall, huge. And uh, well, we got our pen, and we we were we were permanently in that wall. So it's it's, it's yeah, pretty cool. It was, it was still rogue, right? It was absolutely. But yeah, yeah. Our band name. I don't. We didn't even went over what our band name was. Oh yeah, it was Rogue. Just like any other thing, like there was like a movie production company called Rogue, blah blah blah. There's a car that it's yeah, there's funny. A, there's a the superhero car, called Rogue. There was a um, the one that Nissan Rogue. It's funny because we had our band name, and then like a few months later, then that car comes out. I remember that. Yeah, and then we get what five months later, <laughs> we get a message from some dudes who are like fifty years old playing in a cover band, threatening to sue us when we were what sixteen. Yeah. Because we had the same band name. And they weren't Dude, even from like our state or anything. Here's the thing. I went out of my way to call a bunch of people to ask to see if they had this name as a band um, copywritten. And I heard back within like three hours that the band, it was a, it was a baseless threat. That band had never um, trademarked it or got it copywritten at all. We should have. We should have. We should have just stuck with it. But I wasn't about to deal with lawyers, and it's sixteen years old, and I don't have any money. Yeah, I, I was going to deal with it, so I was like, let's I just think, change it. I think if we would have like actually gotten big, or we were about to get big, or we got signed, then we would have been anyway forced to copyright it or trademark it or something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So I think you know. It is what it is, whatever. We kind of changed our name to a, another band name, but we never even actually officially played out as that band name, so. Really? We never played out. Not Rock Bar? Mm, no, no, I take that back. We did, I think, maybe one. You're right. Yeah, I think there was one. The very last show we played out as uh, Beyond Disbelief, which. that I came up with that name. You guys agreed with it. I liked I, it. I, I thought it's I, not a bad name. I liked it, too, but I think we just threw it there because we, we just needed a, a name. But it was still a good, solid name. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, it was good time. High school. I'll tell you what, though. It made high school a lot, a lot better. Yeah, because I actually had something to do. <laughs> yeah. And it was actually something that was really fun. And uh, 
got to be creative and yeah um it helped me personally uh understand the business side of it because i have some family members that are uh, i guess you could say in the music industry Mm -hmm. that's understand that so I, i got a lot of lessons learned or that were taught uh from my relatives about the business side of music and it's pretty brutal but yeah i mean a lot of good lessons you know yeah absolutely and you know obviously with matt you know matt having members in his family that have been pretty successful in the music industry, um, in the industry itself, and actually playing instruments and yeah, being in true. music. Shout um, out Uncle Steve playing on the Cranberries album. Sorry, I had to drop that right there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, not only that, um, just, you know, my, my family, especially my mom's side, really big into, like, um, uh, like opera and all that sort of stuff, so that's kind of where I got my love for uh, for music as well, just in my... I guess some of my, my heritage, so as far yeah. as learning and kind of getting vocals down and just learning instrument. It just kind of came natural to me, and I think that's kind of a reason why. So Definitely. Like, you know, my dad my dad does a lot of art and a lot of graphic design stuff and uh, can sing pretty well, and my mom can sing pretty well. Uh, my sister is pretty good at singing. She's good at art. I, you know, I actually haven't seen too much of my mom's. If she can do art, like drawing mm-hmm. and coloring or painting. My mom actually can. She's actually pretty good at really? it. Really? Mm-hmm. So the only thing I, I got artistically from that was singing and playing the drums. Yeah. Um, Drawing, I can't do. I can't draw. <laughs> if my if my life was dependent on it, I'd be I'd be. I could dead. draw you a, a stick figure. Yeah, me too. That's about it. I could draw you how to get from the end of my driveway down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad at that, but uh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. This was another good talk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a dip back into uh, memory some, lane. Some nostalgia. Right? Yeah. I just yeah. took a insta. I just took a picture for Instagram. I was like, "Dear sheets, please." Uh. Sponsor talk matters, <laughs> dude. Look, <laughs> I should have. I should have, dude. Dude, maybe I should have. Uh, gave a shout out to Snapple too, since you're drinking Snapple. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, dude, you know what? Really quick, we don't have too much time. <laughs> I stopped drinking Snapple because I realized I was allergic to it. What were you allergic to about it? I don't know. I drank it and it would like make my tongue numb. <laughs> and it, but it was suck because it was so good. So I kept drinking it until I realized. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, dude, this is not making me comfortable in my mouth. Like my mouth is not comfortable. It's like you go to the dentist, dude. Just drink a Snapple. You won't feel mess with your mouth. So that was dumb. It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, this was a pleasure. Here we go again. Go Bruins. Go Sox. Uh, it's not Patriot season yet, but go Pates. Pats. Pates. Pates. It's how uh, Canadians say pets. Okay. Go Pets. Okay, well, um, the real teams we're actually going to do. Um, yeah. That's right, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. And, of course, the red-headed stepchild. And they're <laughs> literally, but I should say orange-headed stepchild, the Cleveland Browns, which hopefully we can turn this franchise around after the, what was this? It's going to be 19 years since it came back, I think. Is that what it was? I don't know. Right? I, yeah. I don't follow football much anymore. Okay. Well, um, you did say Patriots, so you must follow it a little bit. Well, I follow teams that win. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Oh! You're a front runner, dude. Uh, no. Um, just a FYI, I am a Cleveland fan. Um, you know, go Tribe, go Cavs. Well, I don't really watch basketball anymore, but 
Yeah. Well, oh, well. You're a loser, so. Dude, you know what? <laughs> All right, well, we're signing off here, so. Um, this has been yeah. another edition of... Em- <laughs> this has been another episode of Talk Matters. I am your host, Matthew Rook, and the, your co-host... Andy Augustine. Sayonara. <laughs>